Welcome back to the Ace Music Podcast Network. This is our weekly newscast where my co-host Simon Vaya and myself, Nick Geraci, go over the week's top stories. Unfortunately, I'm once again left to do the news alone. Hopefully Simon will be back next week. We all miss him very much. But we're going to go ahead and get right into all the stories. Here are this week's top stories. Uh, we're going to start with a delay in lockdown easing could irreversibly damage the UK live music industry. Uh, there's an organization in the UK called Live uh, that says a devastating potential delay to the t- June 21st reopening could see live music in the UK being, quote unquote, left behind. Um my thoughts on this is with the UK previously being a hub for pop popular music, what could this mean for the future? And uh, I think this is interesting because the the UK is such a hub for music. Like, I mean, it goes all the way back to like the British invasion. And if you really want to go back, I'm sure there were British composers and everything, but we're going to try to keep things a little contemporary here and just say there are so many great British bands and so many great bands outside of Britain that go to the UK and I'm kind of using the UK and Britain and England interchangeably and that might upset <laughs> some uh, some people because I, I am aware that they are slightly different um, so I will try to be better about that and I will say the UK when I mean the UK and so I'm, I apologize for saying Britain so <laughs> back back to it with the with the UK being such a hub for music I think things are going to take an interesting turn um, if they do not hit that June 21st reopening date. And as of recording, it's, it is June 17th. So we will see how things go um, if they don't reopen and if things continue to be um, kind of stuck in, in whatever they're doing. I, I'm not sure if it's a bureaucratic issue, a political issue, but um, I could see I could see hubs, uh, you know, I, it might move, and uh, with a recent surge in K-pop and Korean music, uh, we might see something in in the Eastern Asia area, maybe, which could be cool. That's a different. That's definitely a switch from the uh, patriarchal UK and in terms of culture and everything. Um, so that that would be an interesting switch. Um, we'll go. We'll keep an eye on that, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it in next week's episode just about how uh what the UK is up to because it is such a such an important hub for music. Um but speaking of other important hubs for music, New York City's Central Park is set to hold a 60,000 capacity show to celebrate reopening after <clears throat> excuse me, after the uh coronavirus pandemic. Uh it is they have not announced any artists just yet. We're keeping an eye on that. Next week, I'm sure we will have more information. But the tentative date is set at August 21st with the working title, The Official NYC Homing Concert. Oh, my gosh. the I was too excited. The Official NYC Homecoming Concert in Central Park. Um, the According to the New York Times, the uh, organizer is looking to book eight iconic acts to play a three-hour show it will also be broadcast live on television that's exciting don't have to go to new york to see it so uh, all of all of our listeners here in orlando and throughout the world can watch it wherever they are um and again we're going to keep an eye on who those potential eight acts might be 
Um, if if they are saying iconic in New York City's Central Park, I'm expecting some very very big names. Um, but speaking of big names, I hope you all are enjoying these transitions. Linkin Park's In the End is the first new metal song to pass 1 billion streams on Spotify. Now, I remember listening to this song all the way back in like 7th grade. I think it came out earlier than that, but I didn't really listen to a whole lot. But, I mean, this is like 7th grade, edgy, you know, everybody remembers middle school and everybody remembers how they were in middle school. And I'm sure... I speak for a lot of people when I say this song definitely defined an era of middle school. (laughs) According to Chart Data, the Hybrid Theory single has now passed the landmark following on from its accompanying music video achieving the same goal on YouTube last summer. It also follows the band's 2003 single, Numb, from their second album, Meteora, passing 1 billion views on YouTube in 2018. This is crazy you know i mean it's unfortunate um that the lead singer is not around to celebrate this monumental landmark i I mean i think the only genres to have a single pass a billion have been pop and maybe rap or r&b i I don't know too much uh, uh you know about streaming data that's not necessarily my forte but from what i've read and what i've seen i haven't seen anything else outside of pop and maybe rap so that's pretty cool. Uh, congratulations to Linkin Park for that. Um, I do know that the first rock video, and I think it was the first music video. Hold on, before I before I start speaking, uh, you know, just pretending I know everything. Let me go ahead and Google this first music video to pass a billion views. Okay, I was wrong. It's Gangnam Style. But I was going to say Guns N' Roses' November Rain has something about it that I'm not... There, it may, might be just the the first rock song to, to, to you know, break the 1 billion view mark. Or maybe Sweet Child of Mine. You know what? I'm just going to stop talking because clearly I don't know enough about this. But congratulations to Linkin Park and... Uh, that's that's a really big big deal but what does that mean you know in 10 years 10 years from now here's what i'm thinking so 10 years from now what are we going to be looking at like 2 billion views there are 2 billion streams is that like going to be the thing uh, i mean a lot of these things just come with time so it, with lincoln parks in the end um uh, fortunately it's um somewhat recent enough to where it is still cool that it reached 1 billion views, but I feel like if it's a song from the 60s or 70s, well yeah, it's had it's had time, you know. It's been on it's been on Spotify, it's been on YouTube since those services were created. And, that, and that's another thing is how are we comparing these to songs that have been around before the conception of of online streaming, before the conception of YouTube and all these other services that provide, you know, music and uh, and all these things that just weren't around before the internet. Um, so there's a few things we can look at with this, but um, still a very awesome and and just great goal achieved by Linkin Park. Uh, moving on to Wolf Alice. Um, now, I had not heard of this band before today's episode, so I went ahead and looked into them, and they're very chill, I think is the best way to put this. 
they uh, they have very chill music. So if you're looking to just kind of hang out and listen to something that isn't, it's not going to get your heart pumping. This is it. They it, they're very good. They're a uh, British band, um, and they are on course for the number one album after outselling all top five chart rivals combined, uh, which is crazy because I have never heard of them. But um, their critically acclaimed new album, Blue Weekend, has garnered the most physical and download sales across the first three days of the chart tracking period. I went ahead and listened to a few cuts off that album. As I said, it is very chill, so keep that in mind. But it was good. So if, if you're into that sort of chiller music, um, you just kind of want to hang out and vibe around, that's definitely something you should check out. Um, especially if it's going to be outselling all these rivals that they have. And as everybody knows, June is Pride Month, so it would not be a complete episode without talking about a little pride. Erasure's 1988 single, A Little Respect, has been voted the ultimate pride anthem, beating out other artists such as Christina Aguilera, Lady Gaga, Kylie Minogue, Cher, and Madonna to the number one spot. Uh, This listener poll was launched by new radio station Virgin Media Pride, and crazy because the first time i ever heard this song was on scrubs i don't know if anybody has seen that show it's relatively popular you know not a hipster or anything i've only seen the first season so i can't speak too much about it but (laughs) in the first season this song is featured and uh if i'm if i'm remembering correctly the main character because i haven't seen that show in years is walking around and all the nurses are just kind of singing this song to him and it's a very funny scene and it's much funnier than i'm painting it right now but uh yeah this is this is crazy because i had no idea the song existed until that show and apparently it's massive it's big enough to be labeled the ultimate pride anthem so congratulations to erasure and uh 80s music fans everywhere (laughs) uh speaking of pride uh tyler the creator shares a teaser video for a new single called Side Street comes less than a week after a new billboard and hotline prompted speculation that new music could be on the way. The new music is set to release under Columbia Records, who releases previous two albums. Now, this is exciting. I've been a I've been a Tyler the Creator fan ever since um, his Goblin album, and he just continues to push out incredibly unique and just like sometimes weird music but all of it has been great you know all of it has been quite enjoyable so uh, i'm excited to see what else he's going to be releasing i took a peek at his new single that he just released and it's again interesting but good it it was something that it really captivated me as a listener and i feel like in today's in today's society however you want to say it um, there's lots of people that you have to compete for attention span and a lot of people have very short attention spans where if something does not catch your attention you can go ahead and open your phone and go on something else very quickly so um good on tyler for staying relevant and staying creative i mean it's in his name the creator (laughs) but uh um berlin based this is gonna be crazy to say berlin based south korean dj peggy goo um yeah, I said that correctly, <laughs> has a hopeful new collaboration with Oh Yuck in a song called Nabby, or Nabi. I'm not entirely sure. I don't believe they say it in the song. I listened to it. Um, 
Very interesting, again. But um, it's Goo's first release in over two years and the follow-up to 2019 single Starry Night. Um, it is described as a slow-burning electronic pop song inspired by 80s synth, 80s synth classics and uh, also 80s and 90s Korean songs that Goo's mother used to play at home during her childhood. And continuing on the trend of new music, we got new album releases this week. Um, female guitarist Her it will be releasing Back in My Mind this Friday. This is her third album. And a little fun fact about her, she's actually the... And that was not a pun. I'm talking about her, the artist, and using her as a pronoun. Very interesting. But th- she is actually the first female guitarist to get her own signature guitar from Fender. You can check that out over on Fender's website. It's a very cool-looking guitar, of course. All the signature models are. Even the most basic ones, they're always awesome, and they're always out of this world when it comes to the price. But if you want to look at it, go over the website and check it out. Um, Lil Baby and Lil Dirk are dropping their uh, collaboration, The Voice of Heroes. Billie Eilish is releasing her sophomore effort, Lost Cause. I went ahead and checked out um, the two lead singles she's released from that. And uh, it shows a maturation from her previous material. It shows that she's growing as an artist, but you still know it's Billie Eilish. And I think that is one of the hardest things for artists to achieve is maintaining that recognition and maintaining that you're growing as an artist, but you're not getting too different to where people don't even know who you are anymore. Um, Brooklyn psych rockers Evolfo will also be releasing their sophomore effort titled sight out of mind. I've been listening to these guys for like the past four or five years. Um, and they're just, it's in their name psych rock like they're crazy they're really good i checked out their new single as well um a little slower than i was anticipating but still not bad uh the interrupters are releasing their first live album live in tokyo this pop rock band will share stages with green day weezer and fallout boy on the hella mega tour this summer ever since this tour was announced i've really wanted to go but tickets sold out immediately um, so if you happen to have a ticket to the Hella Megator, you are very lucky, and I'm very envious because um, two of my favorite, two of some of my favorite bands, Green Day and Weezer, are going to be on it. So uh, very jealous. But the Interrupters are an awesome band, and just because they're the opener does not mean that they're not that good. And I highly recommend you check them out. They already have millions of streams on Spotify thanks to um, them being announced as the openers for the hella mega tour but they are great they actually released a cover of the Billie eilish song bad guy and uh it was fantastic it was it was very upbeat it was a total switch from Billie eilish's version which is nice because you know you don't want a cover to be the exact same as its original but um i would sort of define this band as <laughs> and this might turn a lot of people off but as ska because Ska without the horns. How about that? I haven't really heard too many horns in their songs, but um, they, they're just really upbeat and like fun. They remind me a lot of Rancid and uh, those, those sort of bands, like the 80s and 90s uh, pop punk sort of thing. Because when you say pop punk today, you, you, you give off signs of like, you know, pop punk bands of today. But the, this isn't exactly what they are. So I had to say pop rock. I had to choose my, my my words very carefully here. 
But moving along, Japanese Breakfast will be releasing their album Jubilee. And as I mentioned earlier, Wolf Alice will be dropping their album Blue Weekend. And it's some good news or random facts, whatever you'd like to call these. Selma Hayek has a pet owl and uh, it once coughed up a hairball on Harry Styles' head. Just before the incident, Styles was telling Hayek about how he needs an owl in his life and inquired on how to obtain a pet owl. And uh, as she was explaining, the owl went ahead and coughed up a hairball on his head. But Hayek went on to say how cool Styles was about the whole thing and even quoted as saying that he is the best. Moving on to Lollapalooza 2021, um, the festival will be offering tickets to Chicago residents that are vaccinated as an incentive to get vaccinated. The festival will take place July 29th to August 1st, and the lineup includes Foo Fighters, Post Malone, Tyler the Creator, Miley Cyrus, and Modest Mouse, and many more. This is a, what a wonderful return to live music. Uh, there are so many festivals and shows that we've been announcing on this podcast that is like, it's, I'm itching. You know, I'm itching for those shows to come back, and I'm super excited. Like, I'm going to definitely be going to some concerts this summer. Definitely going to be playing some shows of my own this summer. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. But we're going to go ahead and bring it home into Orlando and talk about some local news. The Suwanee Roots Revival Festival returns for its fifth year this October. The festival will take place in Live Oak, Florida, and will feature great local and national artists playing folk and bluegrass music in its natural amphitheater. This is exciting. I'm not particularly a uh, uh, like a bit the biggest bluegrass fan. I do like folk music quite a bit. I will be checking out this festival because it appears to be uh, relatively affordable compared to the rest of the festivals going on, and it's in my own backyard, so I might as well see what's going on with it um and then i also see here that shaggy and Flo rida team up with orlando attorney dan newland for a free show for local healthcare workers uh, this special show is put on to honor the healthcare workers for their efforts during the coronavirus pandemic it is going down on saturday july 17th at hard rock live the night is open for up to 3,000 area healthcare workers and that's it if you don't work in healthcare, you're not invited so don't even try to go because they're not going to let you in. But if you work in healthcare, I strongly suggest you go down and check this out. Um, sounds like a great time. Even if you don't like you know, Shaggy and Flo Rida, it's just going to be fun. These guys know how to put on a show, and I think that's what they do first. And then they perform their songs. So it's very, very exciting to just see all these shows coming back. I'm super excited, <laughs> in case you guys could not tell. But anyways... That is going to wrap up this week's Ace Music Newscast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week for more music news and updates on the stories we talked about this week. Also, be sure to check out our new new artist spotlight show coming soon to the Ace Music Podcast Network, where we talk about all the all the upcoming local and international artists that you know need a need a little spotlight because they deserve it. Um, We already have our first episode recorded. I'm not going to spoil who it is, but you will see it very soon, I promise. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and a great week. I will talk to you guys with Simon, hopefully, on next Friday.